Welcome to Fallout Off the Record, brought to you by Quest Gaming Network. And sponsored in part by The Adam Cats, where you can learn the way of cool. That's right, even you. And now, on to our show. Hi, and welcome to episode 27 of Fallout Off the Record. I am your host, Rick McVick, and with this tonight is Shalene. Hello. We just want to thank you all for coming out to this uh, wonderful evening in your rooms or wherever you are on your commutes. If you're, well, you shouldn't be driving and watching. Stop watching when you're driving. Stop it, I tell you. Anyway, we got some ads for you guys, as you're used to by now. Um, we are sponsored tonight by tweakedaudio.com. If you go to tweakedaudio.com for uh, your headphones and your earbuds and that sort of thing, I just was looking at their inventory today. They have some new products out, so you should check it out. Um, if you go to tweakedaudio.com and use our code, off the record, all one word, at checkout, you'll get 30% off and uh, free shipping. And I believe that's worldwide, too. Don't hold me down, mm-hmm. though. It is worldwide? Awesome. It is worldwide. So, yeah, if you want if you want some awesome rad headphones and earbuds, go to tukedaudio.com and enter our code off the record at checkout. We are also sponsored tonight by Audible, uh, your number one source for audiobooks. And uh, tonight, Shaleen recommends – we should make this like a segment, like, Shaleen recommends and have it all <laughs> echoey and reverbed out. Um, no, I don't know. Uh, the Emperor's Edge by Lindsay – the steampunk novel has nothing to do with fallout but shaleen really liked it i had to read that note verbatim um you can go to audibletrial.com slash quest gaming network you'll get a free audio and sign up for their free audio trial um with that link you'll get a free audio book of your choosing you can also become a patron of our show by going to patreon.com slash quest gaming network now if we hit our goal which i forget what it is what is it 300 a month I think 300. It grew last week a lot. Goody. That was all us. That was no one else on our channel. Um, (laughs) Just kidding. If you go to patreon.com slash quest gaming network and donate there, if we get to the 300 mark, you don't have to hear these ads anymore except for that one. And this next one, the one-time donations. You can donate to QGN by going to questgamingnetwork.com and donating there through our PayPal link. And perhaps the best way that you can, uh, Help the show out is by just sharing us on your social media, Facebook, Twitter, Reddit, uh, any place like that, and just point it back to our show. Now, I will say with that, like me and Shaleen don't don't accept any friend requests on Facebook, so that's Twitter for that. But feel free to share the show links and everything on your own Facebook because we're just that awesome. Anyway, uh, tonight we've got some news, our gameplay stories from this week including some stuff that you've been telling me to do, and I finally did. I think Shaleen did, too. We also have some lore, which uh, tonight is our second Power Armor episode of three, because we had to split it into three. There's so much. (laughs) Tonight, we're going to be going over what specific models of Power Armor there are and their different features. And then we have a listener email. So, yeah, that's pretty much uh, what we got in store for us tonight. But we're going to go ahead and get right into the news, which I know you all enjoy. If you like news, you're going to What do we have in the week of this world of fallout? No, I'll never get it right. <laughs> what <laughs> happened in this in, in the world of fallout this week? Lots of things, Rick. All the things. There was probably more news this week than the last couple of weeks combined. That there was. Um, yeah, a lot of it's mod news. Just some cool mods that we wanted to shout out. We're going to start out with this one that I saw on GameSpot. 
A Fallout 4 mod gives the game a cel-shaded Borderlands-style graphics. Mm -hmm. uh, Reddit user Reddit is wrong achieved this with a combination of mods and .ini file tweaks. You can find instructions how to do this to your own game. It's very complicated, but the result is pretty stunning. I love how it looks. Yeah, it. Uh, it I love the style of Borderlands anyway. So when I first saw this, I thought it was mm -hmm. Borderlands, but it's it's not. It's Fallout. It looks really cool, so you should check it out. And again, we have to warn you that if you do start modding your game now and they release the creation kit, it may break your game. Mm -hmm. Just a it may. warning. But this is really beautiful, though. Mm -hmm. I love the way Borderlands looks, um, even though I have not really enjoyed playing Borderlands in the past. Ugh, tisk, um, tisk. I do love the way it looks, and this mm -hmm. would be a way to have a look that is rad in a game that I love. Mm -hmm. So this next bit of news, it, Fallout news, is not necessarily Fallout the video game news. <laughs> this is kind <laughs> but of, but it like, is still Fallout news. Yeah, it's kind of like a quasi uh, Fallout IRL. Yes. This came from CNET. Uh, scientists are using nuclear fallout to determine the age of endangered sea turtles. <laughs> so, a little background. The U.S. did a lot of nuclear testing over the Pacific Ocean, and this resulted in nuclear material in coral and also in hawksbill sea turtles, which are endangered. And the turtles were affected by a shifting diet, um, leaning toward more vegetarian as the other, as the animal life in, in the sea was irradiated yeah. after nuclear tests. But basically, um, they've been able to age these turtles by checking the, <laughs> the location of the fallout in their shells. <laughs> so. Yeah, I, um, which we actually were talking about this whole IRL thing that I don't think a lot of us really realize the effects that the nuclear testing and, and nuclear waste and power plants have on the environment and just our life in general. So we will be looking forward to bringing this segment back and going into more in-depth with survival tips and that sort of thing yeah. like we did when we first started. So yeah, definitely kind of makes you think a little bit. Well, for me at least. So the next item is something I saw on Twitter. Uh, actor Danny Trejo who is 71 years old, which is older than I realized. I know. I thought he was like 50 <laughs> or 60. He's the actor who portrays Machete as well as lending his voice to Raul Tejada from Fallout New Vegas. Uh, he's playing Fallout 4. Quit laughing at me, Rick. <laughs> Sorry. You know I like that word. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Rick Rick likes um, that pronunciation of Machete instead <laughs> of Machete. Yeah. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> so, yeah. Danny Trejo, actor of Machete, tweeted a screenshot of his Fallout 4 character, and it is a total doppelganger. It looks uncannily like him, except for the hair is, uh, like, uh, short and kind of shaved on the sides instead of Danny Trejo's long hair. Uh. But uh, I think the reason for this is just the character creator. There are no good long hairstyles for men. No. I tried to give Jon Snow long pretty hair and <laughs> that was not an option it was just not i ended up going with man bun because the, there were so few hair options Ooh, i hate long that hair hairstyle the yeah the hair the long hair options on the men do look a little like uh emo-esque kind of weird mm -hmm. like rocker look not like fallout like you just survived an apocalypse look i don't know <laughs> yeah well, anyways, the awesome Danny Trejo tweeted that screenshot with the caption, Time to hit the wastelands, 
And he had also changed the color of the HUD to purple, which, which I thought was interesting. I was going to say, I thought that was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> it just kind of makes sense, I guess. So our next news uh, comes from Polygon. This is not Fallout news specifically, but it will be relevant to your interests mm -hmm. if you are a hardcore enough gamer that you are listening to a Fallout-specific podcast. <laughs> Amazon Prime members now get a 20% discount on video game pre-orders and new releases. New releases means during the first two weeks of the game being out. This includes special edition games, but not console bundles. Which is that's, fine, because that's an awesome deal. That's a huge savings, 20%. That's yeah. enough to make me consider my all-digital stance. Um, that's a big savings. Yeah, I'm familyed into that, so it's kind of mm -hmm. awesome to have Prime, and now this news came out. I'm super excited to take advantage of that. Yeah. Maybe. Prime's so good. The next one comes from GameSpot. Girl Plays Game built a Fallout 4 settlement inspired by Bioshock Infinite's floating city, Columbia. It's recognizable as Columbia just from looking at it from afar. It's very detailed, very intricate. It's really awesome. Yeah, I didn't get She's... A... Go ahead, sorry. Go ahead. No, I was going to say, I Go didn't ahead. get a chance to look too in-depth into this, but it looked really crazy from, from afar. Mm -hmm. I watched a, a, about a five-minute video. And it's really, you can go in all the buildings and the, the level of detail is pretty cool. That's awesome. She used mods and has made a list of those mods available online. Uh, if you want to try and recreate this yourself, I would never try to do this. This is <laughs> tremendous effort. Yeah. It kind of broke my brain, though, to see this. Assets from these two franchises that have both meant so much to me blended together. You know, seeing... Fallout assets next to, you know, these uh, art pieces from Bioshock. And it, it was really, it was cool, but now I want to play Bioshock. <laughs> yeah, um, I wasn't as big of a fan of Bioshock as I thought I would be, especially coming from a Fallout fan. Um, you know, it, I got into Infinite, but I didn't get into one. I played one, it just kind of rolled off me didn't really impact mm. me in any way but i really really enjoyed infinite um yeah i'm not quite sure I'm a fan of the whole series i think because bioshock one was a little cartoony and mm -hmm. i'm more of a fan of realism i feel like infinite was very cartoony too it was but maybe elizabeth had giant hands <laughs> like giant cartoony hands i did not notice that but maybe maybe i think Bioshock 1 kind of broke the ice for me, maybe. maybe mm -hmm. That's what happened. But yeah, I don't know. I just enjoyed Infinite. And that was Bioshock off the record for mm. this week. Next week? <laughs> Who knows what you'll see. Gone Home off the record. I don't know. I liked Gone Home. Did I haven't you, have played you played it. Gone Home? No, I haven't. Gone Home is pretty good. Shaleen, that's next week. I don't know. I've already played it, but now there's achievements. And <laughs> <laughs> the siren song of Gone Home achievements calls to me. <laughs> anyway, back to the news, folks. Um, the next one's also a mod from GameSpot. I found this. It's a Fallout 4 Four Seasons mod. It was made by Game Duchess. And it has seasons. It's pretty self-explanatory. Fall, winter, spring, summer. Instead of just the dry wasteland, you can have snow everywhere or a harvest season with appropriate foliage. Yeah, it's, it's neat. To me, that breaks the lore 
uh, in a way that I don't enjoy. I guess. Do they? Really- I, I want it to be. I want it to be a dry, horrible wasteland. Yeah. Did I mean? Has anyone ever really gone into like what would happen in the event of a nuclear apocalypse? Like what it would do to the weather? I guess. Um, I guess somebody has done that calculation yeah. somewhere. So I'm curious to see if there would be seasons, and if there would be, what that would look like. Maybe there I are no know. seasons. I think for a while there would be no seasons. There would be just winter at first, and then there would be just, uh, you know, the dark nuclear winter at first as the uh, yeah all the fallout is in the sky blocking out the sun. Glowing sea. <laughs> and then, uh, I don't know, but it, I feel like in the Fallout universe, it has turned the world into this dry desert wasteland. Yeah. And that's what I want in Fallout. Yes, yes, um, I agree. Anyway, if you don't want that, if you totally want it to be snowing, check out this mod. <laughs> Radioactive. It is a beautiful snow. mod. It is it's very a beautiful gorgeous. mod. It is very gorgeous. So, props to Game Duchess for making a gorgeous mod. Mm-hmm. So I know we've had a lot of mods in this little news segment, but I had to slip in one more. This one came from VG247. I couldn't pass it up. It's by Kentington. Let me tell you what this mod is, Rick. You're going to love this mod. I think I will. Rip a guy's arm off and beat him to death with it. (laughs) Is that the name of the mod? That is the name of the mod. It is also (laughs) the function of the mod. (laughs) That is efficient. That is efficient. Yes. You can melee a guy's arm off, and then that arm becomes an equipable weapon. Very Doom-esque. I believe you can also cook the arm after that. (laughs) Yeah. This guy knows efficiency. Not only is the name the function, you can also use the arm as a multi-purpose tool, a weapon <laughs> or food. Yeah. <laughs> or that's to prop a door open. <laughs> so spectacular. I love that. That is amazing. Uh yeah, that's that's awesome. And again, I I think I'm going to wait to do all of this stuff when the creation creation kit comes out. I'm just a little nervous to start modding all this stuff and then my game breaking and then, you know, Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm waiting for the creation kit too. Largely because, like, um, last week when we were talking about this, mm-hmm. we said, um, know what you're doing if mm-hmm. you're going to mod now. And mm-hmm. I don't. So, <laughs> it's probably a good reason to not. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm going to wait. So, our next news um, is that the NPD sales numbers are out for last year. Yeah. And Fallout 4 was. Dum, dum, dum. The number three best-selling game in the U.S. This is physical copies of a game. Oh, just the physical? Counts. Yeah. Oh. There's really no way to track digital sales right now because each each digital outlet would have to release those numbers, uh, and they're not. Gotcha. Um, but physical copies, Fallout 3 was the, the number, or Fallout 4, was the number three <laughs> selling game. What do you think was the number one selling game? I don't. I think I know, but I don't want to know because it's going to depress me. What it was it? Cod Blops Trace. Uh, is, Call of Duty. The Call of Duty. Yeah. Duty of the Call was the number one. Duty of the Call. <laughs> that is, I mean, okay, look. The ops, they are black and the it, duty has been called. Sure. If you're a fan of the game, fine, I guess. I just don't get it. There's so many people that just... They love these Call of Duty games over and over again, and they just want that update. Um, I, yeah, I don't get it. I just, like, I mean, because Call of Duty 3 is essentially Halo now because of, like, jump jets and shields and laser weapons. I disagree. I really disagree. 
Um, no, 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 no. Um, I, I don't know. I loved Call of Duty when it was based on the modern warfare mm. era. Um, and I loved, you know, battle, battlefield and stuff like that. I don't know. I just don't get the I Call like of Duty Black thing. Ops. I, I, I liked the first Black Ops. I really enjoyed that campaign. And I played the multiplayer a little. I never really got into Call of Duty multiplayer very mm. much. But I haven't played a Call of Duty since the original Black Ops, I don't believe. Oh, okay. Um, See, I started in Call of Duty when it was just Call of Duty. <laughs> yeah, I think Call of Duty... Yeah, the first one was Call the Duty, first one I played, too. And then Call of Duty good. 2, and then Call of Duty Big Red 1. Back in the day when you were shooting the Nazis. The Nazis, yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> good fun. Good times. I, I miss World War II shooters sometimes. I I'm going to have to too. find a good World War II shooter. I love... Anyways. It. Sorry, guys. <laughs> we're just like... That's called record for this week. Uh, WW2. 16 was number two. Um, Which is weird. There's another one. Just Madden. Um, I would never have guessed. New one every year. Lots of dudes love it. Dudes and bros. And probably lots of non-dude bros. I'm sorry if you're a <laughs> non-dude bro person who enjoys these games. <laughs> Numbers four and five on the list were ah. Battlefront and surprising no one. You know, that's a very popular mm-hmm. game in this year of Star Wars popularity. Mm-hmm. And GTA Five, a game from last year. I think that was last year. <laughs> or was it year before last? I don't remember, but it's super anyway, surprising that that's still on yeah, there. Still number five, but it shouldn't <laughs> be so surprising because I actually bought a copy of GTA Five last week a, uh, for my for my Xbox One. It, so it's such a weird game to be so popular if you think about it. Like yeah. seriously, because it's Why? like you could do whatever you want, which includes like killing prostitutes and killing civilians and which isn't like you don't have to do it and the game is not centered around that but is it, it is an option and that game happens mm-hmm. to be a triple a super popular game and i just find it funny <laughs> i love gta i love it so much they're they're very good games i haven't played yeah, five I, played but... I just i love driving the cars around listening to the radio <laughs> and like I like watching the TV. <laughs> why are we? Why are we? Why are we going off the rails? We have a huge show that we. Have to... I'm sorry, Rick. No, it's Back both of us. <laughs> we're just like, we're just turning Fallout off the record into off the record. <laughs> off the record. Off the record. This is the off the record part of Fallout. Off the record. <laughs> So let's get back on the Fallout train. <laughs> Bethesda.net uh, has started. The Bethesda High Five, a roundup of fan creations inspired by their games. This is cosplays, fan art, uh, anything that's very cool. If you want to get your stuff selected and featured in this gallery, you can share your stuff on social media and use the hashtag Bethesda High Five, which I think is very cool. I know uh, I saw a couple of the Elder Scrolls Off the Records hosts posting some of their work, um, oh. Mike's paintings and oh. Rob's uh, wood Creations, one of his his uh, tankards, his wooden tankards, Those very are so cool. cool. Those are really yeah. awesome. Yeah. I so I know a lot of our listeners are very very artsy and very craftsy. We have and, modern uh, listeners and and um, cosplay listeners. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I know Chicky's a cosplayer. She's in our chat room right now. So this might be something you'd be interested in. Just sorry. Our, what? Our chat room, Survival Channel 33, Fallout Off the Rails. Yes. Basically. <laughs> basically. If we didn't already have a title for this episode, that would be the title we pick. <laughs> um, yeah, very, 
Bethesda High Five. Yeah. So this next piece of news that Shaleen's about to go into, I think is probably the most important thing that we're going to yes. go over tonight. So let's... Agreed. Yeah, this is like super awesome. So won't you take us through what our next bit is? Patch 1.3 for Fallout 4 is in beta for PC users now. And I will be using it later tonight. So this adds a ton of new features and fixes. We're not going to go into depth into all of them. I'm just going to highlight a few. Mm-hmm. There are some new graphics things um, that are featured. I think uh, these were making Rick a little nervous. Some of these. Yeah, because they're NVIDIA card specific with lighting. And I know that I've been noticing a drop in frame rate. So I'm a little nervous to see what that's going to entail, but we're not going to get into what it's going to do as far as graphics are concerned. Um, so check that out if you're nervous about it. It's adding a status menu for settlers in your settlements. Which I'm super uh, excited for. Mm-hmm. It adds the ability to rotate an object that you are holding with the left and right triggers and pressing down on the left st- left thumbstick <laughs> lets you switch the rotating axis. For somebody who likes to arrange things in their home, <laughs> this is going to change everything. I'm a little curious to see how that's going to translate to mouse and keyboard, but but yeah, no that is really awesome. whacking things against the shelf to try and turn them over. <laughs> Which, surprised no one's done that in like a live video, like a, a live action video. <laughs> Just like mm-hmm. someone like whacking something on the shelf to try to get it to rotate. <laughs> I have the little wooden soldier doll that McCready gave me and I want to put it on the shelf, right? Yeah. And it's like sideways so I'm slamming it against the shelves. <laughs> you set it up and it falls over. <laughs> it's facing the wall. I couldn't get it to face forward. <laughs> anyway. Just... <laughs> Joseph in the chat room says Shaleen will spend all night placing a hat on a stand now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> True. Can't argue that. <laughs> so here's some more of gameplay fixes. We've got they this is my favorite thing, Rick. <laughs> they fixed an issue where Vault 81 residents would not dismember correctly. <laughs> Which I never would have found out anyway. Yeah. Because I would I'm, never have done that. I'm surprised you didn't find it out. Hey. <laughs> some of your psychotic rampage gameplay. Well, We'll see how our failed mass murderer <laughs> contends with Vault 81. He'll probably Indeed. run in and get shot down with one shot to the head, knowing that guy. <laughs> Here's one that makes me kind of sad. Speaking of McCready, McCready's kill shot perk now calculates headshot percentages correctly. <laughs> um, so we talked about this earlier, mm-hmm. that McCready's kill shot perk was broken, and instead of giving you a 20% bonus chance... It just automatically makes every headshot a 95% chance. You can be around the corner behind a wall. You're curving bullets like wanted. Now it's going to work right. So I'm going to have to get better at games, you guys. (laughs) I never... I used McCready for a while, but I don't think I had that perk when I did. No. Um, It fixed a rare issue with companions getting stuck in the downed state. Which is something that one of our listeners wrote in about not very long ago. Strong, I think, was stuck in the stim pack position. So they fixed that. That's great. Here's another gem. I love Bethesda patch notes, Rick, and this is why. Fixed an issue with player becoming dismembered while still alive. That's odd. <laughs> Indeed, it is odd. It's very, very odd. 
I don't think I've ever experienced that, actually. Me either. I'm kind of sad that I've never experienced that. That sounds like a, a real winner. <laughs> um, I will go. I would have gone off the rails, but I will save that. <laughs> never mind. <laughs> Crap. Robotics expert is now usable in combat. Which is a good thing, because yeah. I always thought it was. And let's see here. Some quest fixes. A bunch of quest fixes. A lot. I don't. Some think of those were... are spoiler. We're not going to go into any of those. No. Didn't I say something? Didn't I highlight something that I wanted to talk about? In the quests? No. Never mind. Um, Forget it. There are also some workshop fixes. Yeah, I was um, very excited about some of these. Yes. Improvements to snapping pieces together while in workshop mode. Yay! They fixed an issue that caused powered items to stop functioning permanently if the power source was ever removed. Super frustrating in the Citadel. Holy mm-hmm. crap. Citadel when that thing was a problem. So we'll, hopefully the beta will fix that. Yeah. That happened to me every time. Ugh, they move a wire and all of a sudden the lights don't work. Why do the lights not work? I felt like mm-hmm. a real electrician for a second there. <laughs> the player can now build workbenches in their Diamond City house. Building wires no longer uses up copper. Which kind of bugs me a little bit because it's like, what is then? Are they supplying air through a tube? I don't. Would you say they're made of magic and rainbows? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I don't know. They fixed an issue with certain settlement attacks not generating properly. Which Um, I'm curious to see what that means, like if it's going to be more frequent, because I kind of want it to be a little more frequent and a little bit more harsh because they were always kind of boring. I hope it adds some variety because my Red Rocket gas station is only attacked by super mutants. Only ever. That's no raiders, no synths, no anything else, just super mutants. So I hope it adds some variety. That, yeah, that would be kind of death claws would be pretty rad. Yeah, death claws. Even mole rats. I don't know anything. Just some variety. Um, somebody in the chat room says copper is like water. I beg to differ, sir. <laughs> I always run out of copper. Actually, lately I find myself running out of leather and like ballistic material. Um, I never collected so many baseballs in my life. <laughs> um. Chicky asks that if it fixes the error that she's having, her character freezes when she tries to leave the pod. That is in the in the notes. That is something that's Is fixed. that in this one? Okay. Yes, that's in the in the notes of this patch, one of the ones that we skipped. Awesome. I know that I ran into this on PC, but all it took was me rebooting my PC. So I guess mm-hmm. I guess it acts different if it's a console or or uh, I guess if it's a Oh, he made a joke. Copper's like water in the desert. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Touche, Vendatron. That's funny. So it also fixed an issue with settlement happiness calculations. I wonder if this will make it easier to get that uh, that benevolent leader, I think, the achievement. Maybe you don't have to be there this time. I don't know. Maybe they don't get sad when you leave. Yeah. Anyway, that's it for the news this week. Unless you had some some things to No, I just want to add, where could people um, find out more about the patch if they want to know more detailed you can find it on bethesda.net also the bethesda forums and uh, i think we retweeted it earlier okay cool i just wanted people to be able to mm-hmm. see the whole thing so we're going to go ahead and get into our gameplay for this week yeah! 
And you guys have been talking to me so much, well, me and Chilean, really, about Curie, about how awesome she is and how cute she is and all this other jazz. So I decided finally to shut everyone up. I'm just kidding. I was going to go to travel to Vault uh, 81 and find Curie. Now, for those of you that have already done it, you know that you have to trigger a quest to actually um, find her. I didn't know this, so I ran around the vault for two hours looking for that same freaking door. I did the same thing. I'm like, like the wall that it's behind. I'm standing in front of it, looking at my mini map, going, "It's right there." Why? And I'm looking at like the vents and looking for like a vent or something. It was pathetic. So I had to look it up on a wiki because it was bugging me so much. Um. So yeah, I finally found her. I didn't know that the mo- okay. So. Just as an FYI, if you go into this quest, if you start this Vault 81 quest, the mole rats in this lost section, if they bite you, they give you a permanent um, minus 10 to your health, I believe it is. Really? Yes. And that's why there's an option. That's why there's a choice in this quest. Ah, really? I wondered why they gave me a choice because I seemed fine. Exactly. But perhaps I was not. I'm going to have to check. Right. So I, you know, if you're at a high level, it probably won't matter much to you. Mm -hmm. But just keep in mind, there's a choice in this quest. And I think that there's something that has to do with the mole rats in it. Um, And try not to get bit by a mole rat. It's super tough. Anyhow, so I finally got Curie, had her transform, did her little quest thing, and I got to admit, when I first ran into her, she was like, meh, kind of, like, just, eh, I didn't really enjoy her company, but she kind of grew on me in a really strong way, very fast. Now I really, really like Curie. She's a lot of fun. Her comments on random places in the Commonwealth, I feel like, are more specific than other people that I've had with me. And it's kind of refreshing to hear someone who's, you know, not seen a wasteland before. I mean, because we're all veterans of Fallout. We've played three New Vegas, one, two. Maybe lucky people have played Van Buren or that weird Xbox one. So, like, we kind of have an idea of of what to expect. She doesn't. And whoever wrote the dialogue really kind of had that in mind. Now, I, I will say, too, as you progress in the story with her, she obviously ends up you know, talking to you, giving you a quest, personal quest, and you have the options to flirt. So I have to admit that I decided to pick the option to flirt like three times or whatever. And the third time I felt really, 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 really dirty. Quasi Cosby, because it was like, she's super innocent and doesn't understand like typical human feelings, I guess you could say. And there you are kind of flirting with her and it's just like, eh, mm. kind of really creepy, innocent, like it, uh, eh, it's weird. And I don't think I'm taking gonna... advantage. Yeah. Mm. Cause like it, she feels like my daughter, like not literally, she feels like a child and it's really weird now. So I think I'm going to just protect this innocent ball of sunshine. Um, so Yeah. Found Curie. I've been running around with her. She's awesome. She's also really good with a with a power fist. So FYI, there. I finished my wall around Starlight Drive-In. I think it's Starlight Drive-In. Um, I finished my wall around that. It's like pretty much filled up my entire size bar of the settlement. So I might have to rethink this whole thing. But it's finished and it looks pretty awesome. And it really does funnel everyone through the one gate. And it works like how I wanted it to. 
which is pretty cool. It gets attacked a lot, although I have a, a radio antenna up and it doesn't really get a lot of people. I'm not quite sure why. Maybe my luck is too low, but I really never get residence there. So I don't know if I'm doing <laughs> something wrong or not. I did a lot of Preston quests, as one cannot avoid, to try to work with the Minutemen. And it's a good way to discover and get other settlements and that sort of thing. Oh, I just saw I just saw an update here, Rick. What? There's another settlement that needs your help. Oh, get away. <laughs> he found me again. Um, <laughs> so uh, someone in the chat room referred to Herbert the pervert. And yes, that is that is exactly. Yeah. Nope. I'm that is how you feel when you show Carrie. It's just not it. No, it's not good. I don't like it. She will be protected. And and yeah, anyway. Um, let's see. What else did I do? Oh, I started the brotherhood, uh, because I wasn't planning on going to do any brotherhood quests, but finding out what really is going on with paladin dances changed my mind on that whole thing. So I started doing some brotherhood missions. Um, I started the Cabot missions, which are really fun. We talked about them before. If you haven't done them yet, go to the Cabot house, do those missions. It's awesome. (laughs) Somebody in the chat room said I sent Preston to Jamaica Plains. Awesome. Good choice. Just get out of my hair, dude. Um, yeah, and I've been using – so this character, instead of him being Sneaky Sniper, he's more of the combat infantry kind of guy. Like that's my RP in my brain for this him, for this, for this character who I have named Jack, I believe. He uh, – yes, that's Jack kind of based off of Metal Gear Solid 2. I know Raiden's an idiot, but whatever. Um, I like Raiden, so get off me. Um, sorry, that'll gear off the record. How's it going talking to yourself over there? <laughs> it's just wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> me and myself get along very, very well, but I don't like myself because he's, he's a third party in me. Um, yeah. no, uh, so I decided to go full auto. So combat rifle, full auto, assault rifle, full auto, laser, laser rifle, full auto or whatever. Uh, and it's so satisfying to just, just constantly use a fully automatic weapon the way that they make them sound and the impacts of the bullet and how like i don't know when you kill someone with iron sights far away with a fully automatic it just feels so good just it's awesome so wonderful i recommend that you guys do it it is amazing i will say that you run through ammo like just like water through a sieve it's ridiculous how much ammo you use um but it is so worth using that ammo i i have also went and turned off my cursor okay which I recommend that you do as well because it makes the combat feel so much more significant when you – I mean I can't tell you and, and I wish I got this on on, uh, on video. I don't normally say things like this. But I was looking at a ghoul trying to pick out what I wanted to take from its body and I just hear a ghoul like from the side. All I did was just whip to the left and fire – and blew the head off of a ghoul who was right in the middle of attacking me, like, a couple inches away. Like, it couldn't have been better timing. It was total luck of just turning and firing like that. But it just felt so movie-esque. And a cursor wasn't there. And so it was just kind of like, I don't know, motor function I, or uh, memory, uh, motor skill, motor function, whatever. Um, Yeah, it just – turn off your cursor. It's so much fun. Although it's kind of hard when it comes to picking up stim packs off the floor. But it, it's so awesome to do. So yeah, that was kind of what I did. Not a lot of interesting things, but just a lot of different things to change the way I play, I suppose. What did you do this week? Well, um, not play Fallout <laughs> is uh, what I did. I uh, 
on Friday after we finished the show, I just really wanted to to play. And uh, so I played Friday after the show, and that was the last last Fallout, last video game I played for the week. Oh, my. So let me tell you about what I did on Friday. Tell me. <laughs> I went to Covenant because I wanted to check out that settlement. It's supposed to be, you know, a very nice place, a lovely, lovely area. And I think Covenant is bugged for me. <clears throat> the door was open when I got there, and I walked in. But the people there were talking like I had already been there. And uh, they kept saying stuff like, I'm glad you passed the test. And <laughs> I was like, what test? <laughs> was there a test? <laughs> and I saw terminal entry about the necessity of the test. But I never took any test. I just walked in the open door. What? Yeah. I just walked in the open door, Rick. And everybody's like, oh, good to see you again. And I'm like, I just discovered this place. Are you sure you haven't been I've, here before? I've never been there. I got the experience pop up. You know, you've discovered Covenant. Have you been there in a past character? No, I've never been there in a past life. <laughs> Maybe if we did some deep hypnotic suggestion. I don't know. <laughs> but I had not been to Covenant before ever. And uh, there, I took no tests. They kept talking about the test. They kept warning me about some guy named Dan. Like, oh, don't talk to Dan. Honest Dan. Yeah. I couldn't find Dan. I, I spent like 45 minutes searching this settlement. I could not find Dan. Maybe. I thought. Go ahead. Go ahead. I was going to say maybe you need to take the test to trigger it. I think maybe. Because it is a quest. Well, I thought there had to be a quest in this place. It's, and I was just. I was looking everywhere. I finally. Um, I picked all the locks and went in all the houses and looked at everything. I'm trying to start this quest and I can't get the quest to start. And there's this robot, and he gives me some lemonade. <laughs> yeah. And I figure the lemonade is made out of people. So I uh, I just put <laughs> lemonade in my inventory, and uh, and I, I move on. And I was starting – I'm standing there. I'm trying to think, what am I going to do? You know, I, I really want this nice settlement. I want to find this quest. It looks cool. And I'm just standing there. And then Preston walks in front of me with his laser musket. <laughs> Wearing only his hat. What? <laughs> yeah. Wearing only his hat. Did he find your drug stash? I don't know. But he's just like all chill with his laser musket, you know, like in that, you know, stalking around with his laser musket. Only his hat. And I was like, oh, Preston, what are you doing? Wow. And so I, I talk to Preston and I re-equip his clothes <laughs> and I get the hell out of Covenant. Because <laughs> I'm like, did, did Preston drink the lemonade? <laughs> what was in the lemonade? <laughs> I think Preston got roofied. Oh, gosh, yeah. I don't know. But anyways, I, I got the heck out of there. It was I'm like, this is the start of a Showtime late night movie. <laughs> so I got out of there. And uh, last week, we talked about a listener that wrote in and talked about being able to change the companion's hair. We knew that we could change their uh, their clothing and, and stuff, but um, right. this listener said we could change the hair. So I took Preston to a barber, and he refused to sit in the chair. <laughs> so I, I think that listener may have been mistaken. I don't, I don't know. You should write back in if there's if there's a way to actually change their hair. 
Um, but I think beyond equipping the pompadour wig, there's no hair changing because Preston would not sit in that barber chair. (laughs) And I have one more story. So I, I don't think I've talked about this on the show, but I know I posted on Twitter that I really like Elder Maxon's coat. Yeah. And I was thinking about murdering him, even though it would turn the whole Brotherhood of Steel hostile, so that I could have this awesome coat. Sounds worth it. I thought so, but I don't really want to make that mess on my main character, you know, on my current character. I'm really happy with my world state, you know, I and I Paladin Dance would hate me and I don't want to do that on this character. So I thought, okay, I'm going to pickpocket Elder Maxon's coat. I have to train up pickpocket a little bit so that I can uh, get that, you know, prankster achievement, the psychotic prankster achievement for reverse pickpocketing a grenade. Right. So I'll just, you know, rank it up all the way. So I ranked it up all the way, my pickpocket skill, and I'm like, all right, I'm going to go. And I'm just going to unequip his coat, you know, and take it. And I'll, I took Kellogg's outfit with me, thinking I would put that on him um, so that oh, he would yeah. still have a cool outfit, you know, like he, nobody will even notice. <laughs> so I, I pop a stealth boy and I walk in and I'm like sneaking up to Elder Maxon and you can't pickpocket Elder Maxon. What? You cannot pickpocket Elder Maxon. Not at all. No, really? The prompt does not appear, really. That's... I looked it up. I was so frustrated that I looked it up, and he's impossible to pickpocket. I could not get his coat. I was so mad. So what I did was <laughs> I uh, went downstairs and reverse pickpocket grenades onto everybody and blew them all up. <laughs> And I didn't leave it that way. I reloaded a save, but that was how I got my frustration out. <laughs> we need to. Ah, <laughs> uh, never mind. That's awesome. I'm glad that that was your retribution. So that's my gameplay for the week. Oh, <laughs> that was okay. <laughs> that's awesome. Uh, we uh, we had a gameplay challenge last week to run the Malden School Gunner Course as fast as you could. And Logan Prinz tweeted at us a screenshot because screenshots and it, or it didn't happen. A time of 9.08, which we were like, that's just, whew, that's unbeatable. Like, there's no way. Well, apparently Leonard, the overachiever, which I don't know if that's his real name or not or if Shalim was being snarky. No, that's, we were calling him that uh, in earlier episodes. And then he started signing his emails. <laughs> okay. <laughs> He's the one that he killed like 10 death claws with the BB gun. Oh, that's right. <laughs> Leonard's cool. Okay, so he made it in 2.27 seconds with the use of Jet and apparently updated uh, us a little later with that and used Jet, Jet Pack, and a grenade to get a time of 0.02, which I don't even – I don't even know. So is that on our Twitter feed? Did we retweet that? Yeah, we didn't retweet that, but it will be in our mentions. I don't know. Can can other people see our mentions? Yeah, I believe so. Anyways, his Twitter handle, I think, is uh, L-E-G-O-N-A-R-D. Yeah, so, yow, if that actually is legit and if we Mm -hmm. got the time right because that's ridiculous. Uh, Shaleen, what time did you do it in? Okay, I did it in 22.08 seconds. I have not tried it again since we made it the challenge. No. <laughs> I thought I, I have all week. I'm going to work on it. Yeah. I didn't I didn't have any time to play video games this week because adult. Um, yeah. 
It's no excuse. So I have this, you know, all right, 20. really unimpressive time. All right, it's fine. We'll let you have another week on it. Uh, I did it. Um, I only had two grenades on me, so in my brain, I only had two chances. And the fastest I got was 12 seconds. What? It would have never occurred to me to use grenades. It's a shooting gallery. Haven't you seen VGHS? I guess not. Man, you I used. I even used the the 10 millimeter that was on the desk by the computer to make it fair oh, instead what? of using <laughs> my own weapon. Whatever. No, there's a... There's a you got, y'all are all cheaters. <laughs> all of y'all all of y'all are cheaters no not at all um no the vghs is like a youtube series done by the rocket jump channel and it's amazing it's absolutely amazing oh i saw the first episode of that yeah the whole, finished. the whole series is great but there's a scene where the main character runs a essentially a pit run um like like this and he does this thing where he run ran past a little pocket of those dudes or whatever and dropped a grenade and blows all of them up at the same time he does something else so i was like oh i should use that technique like throw a grenade to the right shoot the ones on the left and run in the buildings the grenade blows up i'm clearing the building out so that's what i did and it got me 12 seconds so yeah now anyway moving on oh real quick if anyone in the chat room did the challenge please let us know your time uh because it'd be interesting to see we do have a new challenge for this week and shaleen came up with this one and i'm quite proud of her for it um, not only do we suggest that you get the perfectly preserved pie, but our challenge to you is build a shrine to the perfect, to the perfectly preserved pie and send us a screenshot of your build. Uh, this could be very interesting to say the least, because, uh, I don't know if you've gotten the perfectly preserved pie, but it's very difficult to get the perfectly preserved pie. It took me forever to get my slice of the pie. Yeah. And uh, I've been wanting to build a shrine to it for a while, so I thought this would give me an excuse. <laughs> it's it's not easy. Like, And it takes forever to go through the animations. It's not like you can just <laughs> spam the X button or whatever. You and you keep just... trying to click, but the stupid claw is not all the way back. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's pretty pretty annoying. So, uh, yeah, try to get that preserve, perfectly preserved pie and then build a shrine to it. And send us a screenshot on Twitter or email it to us, and maybe we'll feature it on the show or tweet it out. So yeah, that brings us to the end of our gameplay and our gameplay challenge. So we're going to get on to our lore, which is all about power armor. Now, I'm going to go ahead and go through the lore here. And tonight's episode, we're going to focus on the models of power armor. Not necessarily what games they're in or whatnot, but just the models of them. And next week, we're going to go over the power armor models that are in Fallout 4 and some of the mods and things you can do. We won't spoil locations, but we will talk about the mods and... Which ones are the best and whatnot. So let's get started. So first up on our list is the first power armor that was produced. The T-45 set. It's the most common set, usually. It was first developed uh, as T-45A, but burned through the small energy cells quickly. A specialized bodysuit is required to be worn underneath the T-45D's armored shell in order to facilitate linking the armor's servos to the wearer's own motions and to, the, to make the armor more bearable because of its heat distribution problems. It's significantly less advanced than the T-51B and uses riveted steel plates instead of plastic composite materials in its construction. Various electronics and ele electronic and mechanical subsystems of the armor are exposed on the outside of its casing rather than sealed, making it susceptible to damage. There are a few variants in the games of this armor, 
the MP47 prototype medic armor, which administers medics and says funny things, which that's in Fallout 3, I believe. Mm-hmm. There's the tribal power armor. It's based off the 45 model. The outcast brotherhood uh, armor is based off the T45. The NCR salvaged power armor, which I just found for the first time, I think, on our Let's Play. On a Christmas show. Yeah, there's no servos, so it's just, there's like no joint servos, so it's just armor that they repurposed. The scorched. It's so heavy without the servos. Yeah. It it just looks like it would be a a bear to use. Um, The scorched Sierra power armor, which is heavily modded for NCR officers, which I don't know if that's New Vegas or not, but that was listed among the variants. After the T45D, we have the T51 series power armor. It was developed in West Tech in California, and it was the pinnacle of pre-war power armor. It became the standard issue at the end of the Anchorage Reclamation. It has a built-in fusion pack, uh, which is, well, there's kind of a discrepancy between the Fallout 4 T-51 armor types because, as we all know, they require fusion cells. So either these are variant T-51 uh, armor suits or they're, they just decided to go away from the lore for a bit. Uh, there are com- some variants as well. The winterized T-51B power armor, which we all know and love from Fallout 3. The hardened power armor, which has improved defenses. And the Brotherhood's armor is the T-51B. And basically the only difference between the Brotherhood's armor and the normal T-51B is the color scheme. Up next, we have the T-60 power armor, which was developed in early 2077 after the Anchorage Reclamation. The T-60 series of power armor was designed to eventually replace the T-51B. It's only seen in the Commonwealth at this point. Uh, it's bulky and larger than other models, and it's favored by the uh, Commonwealth Brotherhood of Steel. The advanced power armor was created by the Enclave after the Great War, and, yeah, and as we all know, the variants of the T-60 are the A through D, which we'll get into, we'll get into next week. Advanced power armor, created by the Enclave after the Great War, entered service in 2220. The, most in, the motion-assisted servos used in the armor appear to be high-quality models as well, giving the wearer a heavy increase to their strength. The suit has an auto-gyro system to keep it upright, and the knees can be locked in p- position to prevent the wearer from falling over for if some reason he loses consciousness on duty or takes a nap, which I thought was hilarious. It includes a recycling system that can convert human waste into drinkable water, enhancing the wearer's ability to survive. The latest known model of this advanced armor is the X01 line. It is the Mark Four, uh, Mark Six model, which is stated to be the most advanced protection ever created by humanity. There's the Advanced Power Armor Mark II. It's matte black with a menacing appearance, but with a few significant differences. It's composed entirely of lightweight ceramic composites rather than the usual combination of metal and ceramic plates, with a back-mounted power pack instead of its built-in ventilated power unit of its predecessor. The Tesla Power Armor Mark II is the next up. Variant of the Advanced Power Armor Mark II, it's jury-rigged with a Tesla device that is capable of dispensing a large percentage of damage done by directed uh, melee attacks, I believe. Additionally, the armor makes the operation of energy weapons by the wearer easier, boosting the energy weapons skill of the operator. The Hellfire power armor, which we can see a lot of in Fallout 3, and I just love those guys, is the result of research at Adams Air Force Base by the Enclave. It's heat resistant and only used by the Enclave Hellfire troopers. There's the mid- Yeah, I hate those things. Just like, fire everywhere, jerks. And Those guys can kick rocks. <laughs> kick, yeah, that's what we'll tell them. You guys can kick rocks, man. I don't know. I don't see that being effective 
defense against the Hellfire guys. The Midwestern Brotherhood Power Armor. Uh, this honored variant is used by the Midwestern Brotherhood of Steel, a splinter faction based in Chicago. Its origin is unclear. It is possible that Chicago housed some special research facilities or had the means pr- to produce such suits for the splinter faction. The Midwestern Brotherhood Advanced Power Armor, a more advanced version of the former Hone. Horned variant. That's right, not honored. Horned. Composed of lightweight metal alloys reinforced with ceramic castings at key points, and possibly upgraded by many scribes, as there aren't many advanced power armors among the Brotherhood. This one I thought was funny too. Broken power armor. Damaged power armor with reduced production. Uh, I'm not sure what game that's in. Um, but then there's this, which. Vault Tech Power Armor. This suit of armor was probably created by Vault Tech in order to give some valuable combat equipment to their secu- to their secret vault, thus ensuring a successful entry in the post-apocalyptic world. It closely resembles the military's T-51B Power Armor. Then there's the Vault Tech Advanced Power Armor, which is just the Vault Tech Armor but improved upon. The Athena Power Armor, an incomplete project between the Enclave and Poseidon Energy. According to the initial tests... Its defensive capabilities were above and beyond any power armor in use before the war. Then finally, we have the XO-1 series power armor. It was specifically engineered and employed by the remnants of the U.S. military after the Great War, and it offers increased protection over old pre-war models. Now, the reason I kind of split that apart from the advanced power armor is it, it kind of is, even though it's a Mark IV version of the advanced power armor. It has its own designation, which is the X01, which I think one of our listeners alluded to being like an exoskeleton, which I thought was really cool. And I have yet to find a full set of that. I have yet to find a piece that's at all obtainable. (laughs) Uh, In our chat room, uh, Broken Power Armors from Fallout New Vegas. I have never, ever seen it in there. Oh, well. Um... A person asks, could a person survive a blast in XO-1 power armor like a nuclear blast? I'm not quite so sure. I know we talked about the impact that the power armor can take in last episode, but it wasn't too uh, extravagant. But I'm not quite sure. Um, That would be a good question for someone who's good at maths to figure out and someone who has a lot more time than me. So sorry, guys. I have no answer for that. So anyway, that's our Power Armor models. Next week, we're going to go over the models that are in Fallout 4. They're mods and not where you can find them, but they're different parts and pieces and special variants and stuff like that. So it'll only be information, not even where to get it. Just a heads up. So anyway, we have a listener email and uh, why don't you read that for us, Shaleen? Sure. Hi, Shaleen and Rick too, I guess. So I remember Rick killing a cat. So friggin' wrong, man. So I went and killed a few as well. Like all of them. They give you meat. Cat meat at that. Who'd have guessed that? (laughs) So here's the conundrum. What the hell is it for? I can't cook it. A stew would be nice. Or a good recipe for chicken and broccoli? Raw cat meat seems like it would take a more hellbound soul than a man ready to kill a cat in a video game to eat. (laughs) There has to be more to this. Help! I want to dine. Thanks, and I love you. I guess you too, Rick. Signed, The Lone Shambler. You'd think with a name like that, I'd be okay with eating raw cat. (laughs) Now, this was a direct reference to one of our uh, failed Let's Plays, (laughs) in which I killed a cat and got much heat for from one of our specific listeners. Yeah. I I just thought that one was pretty funny. (laughs) 
But it's true. What is the cat meat for? What is it for? I don't know. You, it's weird that it is meat that you can't cook. Mm-hmm. Um, you can go super racist and sell it to Takahashi, though. I'm glad one of us <laughs> said that before I said that. Um, yeah. Or they <laughs> you can go there. <laughs> or they figured that if you were evil enough to kill a cat, you were evil enough to eat it raw. Instead of just like, what mm-hmm. am I going to do with all this bloody cat meat? I don't know. So anyway. Um, yeah. <clears throat> yeah, if anyone finds a reason for, for cat meat, reason for cat meat, let us know. Uh, Jonathan, uh, I'll get on to the next one. Jonathan Ekavar. Ek- 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 just go with his, his Twitter <clears throat> handle here. Gabriel Zeros tweeted at us uh, at followed OTR. I would love for the podcast to list at Rick Mavic and at Chalene L's top factions. Mine is NCR enclave and brotherhood of steel. Vendertron just, I'm sorry to interrupt, but Vendertron just posted <laughs> in the chat room about the cat meat. You could load it in the junk jet and use it to kill more cats. Oh gosh. Ooh. <laughs> You could do that. That is a thing that is possible in Fallout 4. <laughs> killing ma- okay. killing cats with pieces of themselves. Um, and apparently well, my killing a cat stuck out so much with someone in our chat room, they named the cat by name. Poor Maisie. <laughs> I forgot the cat's name. Mm-hmm. Anyway, Shaleen, what's your top factions? Well, let's see. My top factions would probably be... Hmm, this is a tough question. I should have thought about this before the episode. (laughs) I'm going to say that probably my top faction would be the Tunnel Snakes because they (laughs) rule. (laughs) And my second faction is going to be the Followers of the Apocalypse. Really? They are the group that I would be the most likely to align with in in the Apocalypse. They're the people that I feel like like I would most identify with. And thirdly, let me see here. Hmm. Probably the Brotherhood of Steel. I really like the idea of the Brotherhood of Steel. Now, you do realize the followers of the apocalypse in Fallout 3 thought that a nuclear bomb was a good thing. Are you thinking of the Children of the Atom? The followers of the apocalypse are the guys in the Mormon fort in New Vegas. Ah, right. Oh, <laughs> I am thinking of the children of Adam. Mm-hmm. Okay, never mind. You're redeemed. Um, oh, I'm, I'm going to add another faction to my, my top factions. vault Tech. Because those guys are crazy. <laughs> they're so interesting. They're, they're, they've done the most insane, interesting things. And evil. Like Vault evil, 69? Yeah. Yeah, but just because it's evil doesn't mean that it's not interesting. <laughs> wow. The things we must do for science, Rick. We do what we can because we must, right? Yes, Is we do what we must goes? because we can. Darn it! I am just getting everything wrong tonight. <laughs> for the good of all of us, except the ones who are dead. <sighs> wow. I am getting so much wrong, so we're just going to go ahead... Now what are your three factions? What my, are your top factions? Well, at this point in, in, in our show, since I'm just getting all this wrong, my top three factions would be... I don't even know. The Turians. Um, 
Mario and Luigi, I guess, because I'm just getting all of it wrong. No, I don't know. Like, all the major factions that I think of are all, like, bigots and zealots and racists and ridiculous. Like, NCR is great, but they just won't, I don't know, they're, they won't, they'll stop at nothing to accumulate what they want. Um, same thing with the Enclave, only a little bit more evil. The Brotherhood of Steel, depending on what faction. Now, I, I think my favorite one would probably be the BOS from Fallout 3, the DC mm-hmm. faction. Just because that they seem to be a little bit more aligned with like my ideals, like we the have, Lions Brotherhood. Yeah, like we have the technology, we help people. Um, so that would probably be my first pick. My second pick would probably be the NCR because at least some of their hearts were in the right places. Uh, and third, and probably the one that nobody would pick, myself. Like you know, in all the games, you can kind of pick to win for yourself, and that would be the one yeah, I would pick too. Right. So. I mean, if I don't agree with anyone, then I'll agree with myself, hopefully. Um, so yeah, that would kind of be that would kind of be what I would do. So yeah, we want to thank you guys. Do you have any closing remarks, Shalene? No, I'm good. Okay. Um, all right. So thank you so much for joining us this week on Fallout Off the Record. You can tweet at us at Fallout OTR. You can also uh, tweet at me at Rick McVick and tweet tweet at Shaleen at Shaleen L. You can also email us at falloutotr@gmail.com. Uh, at gmail.com. Like this video and subscribe to our YouTube channel. It means a lot to us to see those numbers go up, 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 up. Uh, leave comments on our YouTube videos because it's cool when we get conversations going. Um, you can find our show also on iTunes and Stitchers. Leave us a review. We really enjoy it. We have a few five-star reviewer shout-outs. Eh, there we go. If you leave us a five-star review, we'll shout your name out on the show. We have uh, Reptar Death Clock. I'm so glad I read that correctly because you could really screw that name up. Uh, Crow or Dove, which is a cool name. The Voice Tommy Jacks, Dylan8915. I Farnham. I Farnham? I Farnham. I don't know. Uh, Finn, FTW. Tom123456 five four three two one <laughs> thank you tom oh gosh we have a lot schnuckelheimer jim Bo- jimbo penny coolest du- dukes i i'm i hope people enjoy me reading these names and getting them horribly horribly wrong jay cage not not noth oh my gosh nothsa x domination 12 badger brogue brogden which is from the uk and your mech 100 from the uk i am horrible at these names and they're so fun to try to pronounce. Anyway, I got to say, FTW, I always thought that meant, like, something other than for the win. So I would often see, like, something successful, FTW, and I'm like, why are they so mad at the world? Anyway. Ah. Oh. Yeah, F the world. That's what I always thought it meant. No, not always. Wow, this is, yeah. You're see, one of those glass half-empty people, aren't you? No, I just thought it had one meaning. Meaning, meaning. Look. This is bad. See, this is what happens when you let me go by myself. I just... I'll never get to the end. Anyway, we record live Fridays at 7.30 Eastern Standard on YouTube.com slash Network, And we do have an announcement to make as far as the time goes. We will be switching to 7 o'clock p.m. Eastern Standard, same place, in February. So the first week of February will be airing at 7 o'clock, not 7.30. We're going to finish out uh, the rest of January at 7.30 just to kind of get people used to the new one. Um, to the new time, I mean. So check out the other great QGN shows streaming live on YouTube. Elder Scrolls Off the Record, which comes on tonight at 9. 
9 p.m. Eastern Standard, uh, Classic Outer Scrolls, Dragon Age off the record, Warcraft off the record, and Dancing with Daggers this evening after ESOTR. Now, they're having a special thing, which is kind of like a biker poker run, apparently. They're having an event uh, on the DC starter island, Stros Mackay. Meet them in the Screaming Mermaid to start a scavenger hunt and hide and seek event. So that sounds like... I think I'm going to go... That sounds like so much fun. I will listen, but I will be playing Fallout. I'll be there in spirit. So, yeah. Thanks for listening, guys, so much. And, Shaleen, what's the last word for tonight? You've you've been listening to Fallout Off the Record on Diamond City Radio. So, uh, tune in next week. Uh, I mean, if you want to, I guess.